The loss of the All-Stars has left a void in Ohio, and we'll talk through their current messy sprint car situation. Plus, Chris Windham has a new ride, Kyle Larson sweeps Hangtown, and more. Let's go. It's Monday, November 20th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. If someone was going to start a national sprint car series to compete against the world of outlaws like High Limit has done, buying out the all-star circuit of champions from Tony Stewart makes a lot of sense. We've talked about some of the reasons why you do so here on the show. It clears the way for a more focused streaming situation for minority High Limit owner flow racing. It takes out one less player in the market for big events and big dates. And in the case of High Limit, they're getting a lot of the big all-star shows next year, like the Tuscore 50, like the Race Routine Foundation race. It also cuts out a potential competitor for full-time teams and has some other smaller ancillary benefits like getting the All-Stars infrastructure. This deal made a lot of sense on a lot of levels and gives the new uh, High Limit National Footprint a head start. But there are other effects and consequences to this deal that will not be felt or understood for quite a while. A big part of that is the hole left in the regional sprint car landscape, especially around Ohio. The All-Stars had certainly expanded beyond that Ohio area, but there were still well-paying shows that the Ohio guys could hit up a bunch of times a season with the All-Stars. Drivers like Greg Wilson and Zach Sabo were beyond 20-plus All-Star appearances in 2023. And you can be sure that Kale Thomas and Craig Mintz, Travis Philo, Cole Duncan, Trey Jacobs, Cap Henry, and plenty more would make 10 or 15 starts a season at least. Competing for wins, you know, certainly wasn't off the table. Plenty of top fives and top tens were to be had for those guys, and the money was still pretty good. But while High Limit will still offer some of those guys opportunities to race several times a season, a sizable void has been left with the end of the All-Stars. And there's no clear answer how that void will be filled. We know that High Limit decided to pass off Ohio Sprint Speed Week to Aaron Fry in the Fast Series, but we're still waiting to see what that will look like. Fast also announced a bump to their standard purses, with many shows now paying $4,000 a win and $400 to start. That's not All-Star level, though, with those shows previously at least being $6,000 a win and $550 to start. And that's on top of the sizable point fund and full-time team benefits that come with being an All-Star member. The All-Stars also offered a larger schedule with more than 40 races completed in 2023. The Fast schedule had just 23 races this season. The good thing, though, is the Fast footprint only included Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, plus scattered shows in Indiana and West Virginia. Obviously, much easier, much cheaper to compete. Fry will certainly do what he can, and he seems to be popular in the area, but this thing won't become an All-Star replacement overnight even if it didn't have potential competition. And make no mistake, there is an active effort, uh, ongoing effort to create another Ohio Speed Week and a competing 410 wing sprint car series for next year. I thought by now things would be public on that front, but the situation remains fluid and wrought with challenges. One of the players behind that was Ross Paulson, who was obviously previously an all-star official, but he posted to social media over the weekend that he was backing out of that effort. And I assume this meant the new series would be dead completely, but I've been told that efforts are still underway. So just in Ohio alone, we've got Fast already established with help from High Limit and potentially a second competing series. We're not done there, though. The new Maverick Wing Sprint Series in Indiana could certainly grab some territory here as well. I've been asked if this could be the all-star replacement, but again, it's way too early to say. They ran one show in 2023. They've announced a mini speed week for 2024, but full plans and full schedule are still in the works. With all three situations, things change and evolve on a day-to-day basis, and what's true one hour might not be true the next. It's been tough to follow, which is why I hesitate to share any real specifics here on the show. 
We also know that World Racing Group's Brian Carter has talked previously about wanting to support regional sprint car racing with the All-Stars done, and they could be a factor in some of this as well, maybe not in an ownership role, but definitely with support and streaming. In a recent post over at tjslideways.com, TJ Buffenbarger referred to the situation in Ohio back in 2015 before Tony Stewart bought the All-Stars from Guy Webb. Things were starting to devolve and Stewart stepping in to take the series headed off what was going to be a mess between multiple parties. But now eight years later, we are right back to that as a serious possibility with multiple groups in play and lots of maneuvering happening behind the scenes. At least in the near future, there won't be one single winner and for better or worse, drivers and fans will have multiple directions to go come Friday and Saturday nights. In some driver news that is tied pretty closely to what I just talked about. The Vermeer 55 team will have a new driver for next season. Just announced here a little bit ago, Chris Windham will be the new Vermeer driver for next year, and he's bringing sponsor NOS Energy Drink with him. Windham ended the 2023 All-Star season second in driver points and fourth in owner points with Lane Racing. He had nine top fives and 23 top tens in 40 races. Vermeer ended the year third in owner points, but they had multiple drivers throughout the season, starting with Hunter Schoenberg, then a brief period with Buddy Kofoid before settling on Kerry Madsen. Matson was solid in his tenure. He picked up a win, 12 top fives, and 18 top tens in 22 starts. This wasn't a move I had heard about, and it seemed like Matson did a nice job, but Wyndham made serious strides in year two as a full-time wing driver, and the ability to bring sponsorship is always a key factor. There was nothing in the release about a series choice, and we don't know what this will mean for Matson or Lane Racing going forward, but Clinton Boyles will remain the uh, Vermeer 55 crew chief. I've got a couple of other news items I didn't get to yesterday, but that I still wanted to share here on the show. First, as reported by TJ Slideways, Butler Motor Speedway in Michigan will have their Mace Thomas Classic on June 1st next year be a high-limit sprint car show. The track's promoter shared the news during their season-ending banquet, and the show will pay $12,000 to win. A year ago, Butler hosted the All-Stars in August, with Tyler Courtney picking up that victory over Kerry Madsen and Chris Windham. The Mace Thomas Classic itself uh, was previously held at I-96 Speedway. Before 2023, the All-Stars hadn't been to Butler since 2016, and it was previously a regular stop for the series. The last World of Outlaws event at Butler was way back in 2006. Besides uh, weekly action, uh, Butler has also hosted the Great Lakes Super Sprints and the Summer Nationals in recent years. Butler is a track that the Ohio regulars can easily get to. Hopefully, they'll show up for that high-limit race. It will be scheduled-dependent, though. Uh, this race being 12 grand to win is in line with what Jeremy Elliott reported a few weeks ago when the High-Limit National Series announcement was made. The standard one-day purse would be 12000 to win and 1200 to start. Uh, unlike the midweek series, not every high-limit show will carry those elevated purses. And with the Outlaws making changes, the two series should be pretty much in line for their regular events. Also, uh, Super Dirt Week will look a little different in 2024. Instead of running the 200-lapper for the big blocks on Sunday afternoon and evening, action will move up a day in October next year. Uh, now that, will, uh, that main event will be run under the lights on Saturday. That's October 12th in 2024. The reaction from the fans on the announcement looked to be mostly positive, and it should allow a little more wiggle room with Sunday available as a rain date. Uh, every year, it seems like some part of Super Dirt Week is affected by wet weather. Out in California on Sunday, Kyle Larson made it a Hangtown 100 sweep, winning both the prelim night feature back on Friday and last night's 100-lap main event. The race had five different leaders with Ryan Timms, Mitchell Moles, Justin Grant, Logan Seavey, and Larson all taking turns out front. Larson went 16th to second by the closing stages and on a restart with nine to go, made his move around CV for the top spot. We had a brief three-way battle for the lead with Shane Golubic also in the mix, but Young Money got away late for the score. So he's now two for two in USAC midget competition this year. 
Midget teams have Monday off, and then they've got two nights at Merced, Tuesday, Wednesday. They'll get Turkey Day off Thursday before heading to Ventura Friday and Saturday to close out the season. I don't know what Larson's plans are for the rest of 2023. He did run Turkey Night a year ago and that whole final swing two years ago, but I haven't seen anything shared publicly about if he'll run any of these final nights. With just three race nights left, Logan Seavey remains in control of the Midget Championship, leading Justin Grant by 230 points. Seavey's top 10 streak is now 19 straight races, and he's been on the podium in four straight, including finishing second to Larson both nights at Placerville. At Cherokee on Sunday, wrapping up a weekend of dirt lay model racing in South Carolina, Chris Madden dominated the Blue Gray 100, scoring the event win for the ninth time in his career. It was also his third straight win at the Blue Gray. He managed to lead every lap from the pole, and unlike a lot of the competition, was able to go the distance on the same set of tires he started on. So 20,000 in Madden was Saturday's uh, Lancaster winner, Ben Watkins finishing second, and Zach Mitchell finishing in third. Uh, That's it for today's Daily. Hope you guys have a great Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.